Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. That could have gone better, huh? That could have gone better this weekend. Welcome in. My name is Michael Borky. Really glad that you guys are with me. And yeah, we'll talk Masters. We'll talk uh, if you want to. I mean, we don't have to if you don't want to. We'll talk about the no good, very bad, terrible weekend. That was uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State baseball. Uh, you also had some spring games. Honestly, I didn't watch a single one of them because it wasn't one of the ones that, you know, involved us. But you had those. You had the Masters, of course. Whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about that tonight. This is all up to you. I will look at the baseball series for as long as you can stomach it. How's that? Because, woof. Thank goodness for Southern Miss right now because... I mean, with the the path that everybody's going on, with the path that everybody's going on, it, Southern Miss at this trajectory is the only team that's going to make the postseason. Now, that's a little hyperbolic, but only a little. Only a little. Ooh. So, anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk about for as long as you guys can stomach it. Uh, and whatever else. Master Scotty Scheffler just saw a quote from his a second ago saying that uh, – uh, this morning, he woke. Excuse me. He uh, he woke up almost in tears uh, because he was so stressed. How about that? A guy willing to admit that. You know, it's very easy for pro athletes. Oh no, I I was fine. I woke up, had breakfast, normal routine. It was just another round for me. That's how I had to. You have these people in sports that talk such a big game about mindsets and. Oh, it's just another game and all that stuff. No, screw that. I, I admire Scotty Scheffler for. I was telling my wife I was in tears. I I, I could have thrown up. I'll, I'll read the direct quote to you. Actually, uh, I didn't see it too terribly long ago. So uh, let's find it. Here it is. Here's a direct quote from Scotty Scheffler. This is pretty cool. I think. I cried like a baby this morning. I was so stressed out, I didn't know what to do. I was sitting there telling Meredith, I don't think I'm ready for this. I felt overwhelmed. That's pretty cool. That, that's human emotion from uh, somebody that just won the biggest uh, crowning achievement in their sport. Because, again, usually you get the tough guy, uh, just uh, just another... Just uh, it was just another round. That's how I had to how I had to take it. I uh, you know just had to play my game and warmed up. That no, no, I admire that. So shout out Scotty Scheffler for uh, for that. Let me get this tweet out here, and then we can get started. Having a hope you guys had a good weekend. The weather was beautiful. We're going to get some storms and rain and stuff this week. So I hope you took advantage like I did. I got some sun. You guys ready for this? Can you see this? Look at that farmer's tan. Oh, <laughs> and all I did was sit outside and watch golf. 
I did go on a run, but th- that's why I look. Oh, I've got color because I did the thing that I would have done inside all day the exact same way, just outside. That's all I did. <laughs> and I got some sun today. Uh, hope you guys took advantage as well. All right, here we go. Here we go. The tweet is finally out. Again, my name, if you're a first-time watcher, is Michael Borky. Right there. Follow me on Twitter if you haven't already, or Facebook, or YouTube, all under the same name. Just mash that uh, subscribe button on YouTube if you haven't already. Like the Facebook page, follow on Twitter. Uh, And if you're watching on Twitter right now, the Sports Talk Twitter page, you cannot comment. So you got to go to one of the other two if you want to actually be a part of the conversation. We got so much to talk about here and uh, a bunch of your comments already. So let's just get going. JP says, a good Palm Sunday evening to you. An interesting weekend of baseball behind us. Scott Barry's newly crowned best baseball team in Mississippi wraps up a second 4-0 week sweeping. Uh, yeah, that was a good Charlotte team. Scott Barry bragged on them uh, going into the week. 2021's uh, regular season champ in Charlotte with an RPI of 10. And D1 baseball in the house two consecutive weekends. The Eagles are surely climbing up the pulse. Oh, yeah, they should be in the top 16 after this week. For sure, for sure, big weekend. I mean, that they are, they are working their way because their RPI is quite good. Uh, they're three and zero against the SEC in midweek. Uh, they have another shot against Ole Miss coming up here soon. Um, they are positioning themselves to be a host team. You just can't slip up, of course, but they are in great position to be a host. That's what Southern Miss is right now. I uh, I made the meme. That helped me, Obi Wan meme, and, and put that out there earlier. But seriously, Southern Miss might be our only shot this year. I think they are at this point our only shot this year of having a regional host in the state. And uh, you're putting forty five hundred to fifty five hundred people at Pete Taylor Park on a given weekend game. So the atmosphere should be fantastic. Uh, right now, and in, in terms of postseason, it's our only hope. Madison Rebel says, uh, what's up, neighbor? Geez, what will the Ole Miss and Mississippi State series look like in a couple of weeks? Uh, you ever seen that GIF? Uh, it's like a karate class. You may not have seen it. I'll put it out there on Twitter at some point here soon. Um, of It's like a, a, a kid's karate class, and they've got, like, pads on their heads and stuff, and they're trying to punch and kick each other. They're just, like, they're just, like, bouncing, and they're, like, kicking but missing. And punching but missing, that that's what that's gonna and then like one of them falls over. That, that's what it's gonna be like in two weeks. It's gonna be the kids not being able to land punches, man. What happens if State and Ole Miss don't make the tournament? Well, I think Ole Miss will, uh, barring just a complete free fall, because their RPI is good enough to. I think State will as well. I, I don't know if that's that's the fear at the moment, but. I mean, State was projected going into this weekend as a three seed. They are teetering on the edge of being a bubble team here. I'll pull up the RPI right now. Hopefully, it is updated to after today's games. But um, at this point, that's what everybody should be worried about. Not Southern Miss fans. You guys are talking regional hosts. But Ole Miss and State fans, uh, there's more of you. You guys should be, at this point, wondering, you know, making sure that they actually make the tournament because talking about regional hosts at this point is a little silly. I mean, honestly, it just is. 
So let's see. I don't know if this is updated or not. We'll just go with it. I've got D1's RPI up right now. They have Tennessee at 30 and 1. Is Tennessee 30 and 1 at the moment? Because if so, it would be updated. I'm pulling that up right now. Tennessee, by the way, uh, played with their food a little bit this weekend. So, no, this is as of yesterday because Tennessee's 31-1. and one. Okay, so this is as of yesterday. This does, this is not counting today's losses. Southern Miss up to 11 in the RPI. JP said 10, so I assume that's the, the updated one. But, yeah, Southern Miss firmly in the hosting conversation because of that number right there. And they're winning games as well. Uh, let's see. Ole Miss is down to 43 in the RPI now. Uh, that that's still firmly though, still very firmly in at the moment. If that's what you're worried about, here's the problem for state. This is the problem for Mississippi state. They're 89th in the RPI. And I know that's not the end all be all. And maybe they get the benefit of the doubt because they're in the sec and stuff like that, but they're 89th in the RPI. That's not getting you in at the moment if the season ended today. I don't think. I could be wrong. I don't know how the selection committee works in baseball compared to the one in basketball, but RPI of 89 is not necess- is not getting an at-large bid. It should improve as you play more SEC games, but yeah, that's... Um brutal that's what you need to be worried about right now jp says i'm starting to think d1 ranked Ole Miss number one to drive up their subscriber base because i see a team that's going to finish about 500 in league play no no that deserving of they were never deserving of number one i mean if you guys listen to me every day you know that i spotted from the beginning problems with this team i have never thought that they were as good as their ranking indicated, uh, they, they've never at any point have played good baseball for an entire weekend. Like even their two series wins, there were still some questions even during their non-conference, which they performed pretty well in terms of record. I was questioning things about that team. You know, I don't get everything right. I certainly don't. Uh, I think part of the job is, you know, expressing opinions as if I do get everything right. That's kind of part of the gig. I'm, I'm always supposed to think I'm right. I'm willing, though to admit I'm wrong when I am wrong. In this case, I'm not, and I haven't been all season. I spotted it from week one. I was told too early. Talked about it after week two. I was told it was too early. Oh, the weather's bad. That's all it is. The weather's bad. No, the team right now is bad. Um, there's indications. I mean, they said it themselves of of mental weakness, whatever you want to call it. And and I've been talking about this for weeks. But no, when they climbed up to number one, it was more of a product of preseason projection, which was valid because they returned basically their entire lineup, paired with teams losing in front of them. They just kind of got there by default. Um, I don't think it's some grand conspiracy. I think it, it more just everything kind of fell into their lap to, to get to that spot. Now they should fall out of the top 25. That's not one of the 25 best teams in the country right now. Talent-wise, sure, but talent is not shining through, and it doesn't matter how talented you, you are if you if you don't play like it, and they haven't really all season. 
Tough weekend for the Rebs, Benton says. Uh, at least I have a big bowl of moose soup to ease the pain. That is fascinating. You're eating moose right now? Is it good? I mean, I, well, I guess based on the way you word, worded it, it is good. <laughs> that I've never had moose. I've had, what's the most exotic animal I've had? Um, rattlesnake, probably. Never had moose, though. It's awesome, man. That, that, that is the most random and awesome message I've ever gotten on here. Um, Ramsey says, where do the Rebels go from here? They need to take two of three from South Carolina and State. Don't hold your breath. That State Series in Oxford is huge for Mike Bianco's future, in my opinion. Haven't they won like 17 of the 19 against the Rebels? They have. Um, that won't be the determining factor of his future, though. It's all about the postseason at this point. Um, nothing that they, I mean, unless they just go on this, this unanticipated run uh, where they just win a bunch of games and host a regional uh, as of this moment, they're, they're not going to, it's not going to happen. So can they do, um, yeah, can they do what right now? It doesn't look like it's possible. It, it long story short, the postseason will be what determines what happens, not the state series, but to your point. Mississippi State has absolutely owned Mike Bianco, lately, anyway, owned him. It's ownership. It is uh, rents due on the first of every month, and if you're a day late, I'm breaking your knuckles. Like that, that, that is how bad State owns Ole Miss right now. And so, you know, maybe winning that series can curry some favor with fans, but I think what you've seen is a massive disappointment as of April 10th. Uh, this team is not anywhere close to playing as good as where they can be or what they should be. And I've seen some people say things like, maybe they're not playing bad, maybe they're just not good. And I thought, well, you're right, because they haven't been good all season. It's kind of masqueraded uh, itself. The the record and the RPI, which is not good anymore, looked better than the team actually was. But don't dismiss... But don't let that confuse you on what this team should be. Oh, well, they're not very good. I agree. They should be one of the nation's best. That's what this team was built to be. That's what the roster says it should be. Returning talent, all that. And they're not there. So don't let, well, maybe maybe they're just overhyped. Stop you from realizing what this team should be and what the goal should be versus where they end up. Because I've already I've already seen it from some people. And I, I'm not taking a shot at this individual on Twitter. Seems like a nice guy, but he, he said something like, oh, well, the SEC has really good teams this year. They do every year. You're supposed to be one of them, and you're not. That's the problem. You're supposed to be one of those really good teams this year. And I would argue against that fact. I think the SEC's got one elite team, one borderline elite team, and a bunch of kind of mush in the middle. This is as weak of an SEC that I can remember in terms of elite-level teams. Now, there's a bunch of good teams with talent, stuff like that, but there's two really high-level baseball teams in the league where there used to be five or six. It's not that way this year. It's a hodgepodge of just okay, and you're at the bottom of that right now. Ole Miss has played two series at home and haven't won a game yet. Mississippi State just got swept by LSU. Uh, 
There's no spinning here, or at least there shouldn't be. At least there shouldn't be. Who is more in trouble? State's in more trouble because of that RPI. State's in more trouble because of that RPI. Um, But they're both. Neither situation is acceptable right now. Ben says, time to start looking at the coaching pool. I, I don't like doing that unless... How should I put this? This situation at Ole Miss, I I do the coaching search thing sometimes. I do. But you guys remember me talking about Ben Howland. You know, it's got to happen first. Uh, Sometimes you start talking about candidates before the season ends because it's just a dumpster fire. Uh, I mean, when a guy's been your coach for 22 years and built your program, you don't even have those conversations really until the season's over. But, um, if I were in Keith Carter's shoes, I would begin the process. And and maybe it is all for nothing. I'm sure he would welcome that. But go ahead and get a head start on the process if I were him. Just in case. Big Dog says, if Lamotis does not make the SEC tournament, is he on the hot seat next year? Not a fan of the long ball approach. Put the ball on the ground and make people make plays, especially in the SEC's worst defense. Well, the roster isn't built to just switch your approach and do that this weekend. I know the LSU defensively is quite bad, but you've got a roster that's full of home run hitters, and that's where baseball is headed. That's where the game is headed. Um, That's the analytical approach to it, and the answer is no. Uh, I know some state fans uh, might disagree with me, but that's because they're crazy. Chris Limonis, no matter what happens this year, is on no hot seat. None. Zero. Next year. None. Absolutely none. He won your school's first ever team sport national championship. First ever team sport national championship. I'm not saying you, except for the next five years, missing the NCAA tournament, if that's what it's called in baseball. Uh, I'm not saying except that. Because that would be too much. But after winning the school's first team sport national championship, the first one, one bad season does not put you on the hot seat or should not put you on the hot seat. If it goes poorly this year and then next year, 2024, sure, we can have that conversation. But right now, there is absolutely no way no way John Cohn can even be thinking about that at the moment, considering what happened a year ago. If this happens two seasons in a row, then we have the conversation. But no, no hot seat next year for Chris Limonis, none. Jason says, I'm not getting into the USM thing. I don't care. Lighting up another national championship cigar right now, I'll buy more when they're gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're really good right now, though, and they deserve our respect. They're the best team in the state right now, and they're our only hope at having a regional host at the moment. They deserve our respect. They're 3-0 against the SEC. They've beaten both Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They swept another weekend. They're, what what did I say they were, 11th in the RPI? Yeah. Yeah, they deserve our respect, man. They do. Memphis Rebel says, I do not want Ole Miss to keep losing, but if they lose enough to be out of the tournament or a two or three seed and lose the first weekend, so be it, because it might be enough for Keith to say, so be it, you fired. Um, I would be surprised if 
They got bounced in a regional. And he returned as coach next year. One way or another, I would be surprised. Very surprised. Johan says, I'd be salty too, Jason. Good weekend for Southern Miss. What's a good show to watch? The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, Or uh, if you're looking for like a true crime story, uh, The Dropout. Hulu did a a great show about uh, Elizabeth Holmes, the disgraced CEO of the now defunct metal medical company Theranos or Theranos. Uh, she what frauded investors out of billions of dollars with faulty medical equipment, and it, it's fantastic. Also, so give those two a shot. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, excellent show, and for true crime, uh, a depiction of true crime. It's not a documentary. It's it's like legit actors and stuff in it. Really good. The dropout on Hulu is excellent. Yeah, Devin, I think that, uh, you know, there's context. It's not just, I don't think it's just simply Omaha or bust, but if they don't host a regional and then they get bounced, I think that will um, in one way or another be the conclusion. But there's a lot of, a lot of season left, I guess. Uh, I'm not one to be the eternal optimist, but, you know, let it happen first before you start calling for heads, you know. JP says, as for Mississippi State, I really could say a lot. You absolutely had to find a way to win this series at home versus LSU. Last weekend, at least you salvaged Sunday, but today not particularly close. Being swept at home, do not feel sorry for them one bit. Remember, JP's a Southern Miss fan. Uh, They are defending national champions. They're going to mess around and look up finding themselves in a juggernaut of a regional subsequent to last June's cakewalk. They've got to get there first. Uh, I mean, climbing, they got to get there first. Yeah, John Cohn is on the selection committee who gave State an easy regional last year. I guess they will get in. We talked about it on here. Uh, I don't understand why why State fans were so defensive uh, about that. That that was always a mystery to me last year. Um, when when the two regionals, when the Oxford regional was getting compared to the Starkville regional, because of course they were, um, the Starkville regional. If you were looking through it through an objective lens was easier because it's supposed to be when you are the better seed. Better seeds get better matchups. Why did people have to, like, fight to the death defending that? It was bizarre. It just days of just whining and complaining about, see, I stopped myself. Aren't you proud of me? I stopped myself. I almost said a bad word. But just days of complaint. Oh, oh, Mr. It's supposed to be easier. The draw is supposed to be easier for the better seeds. They, just like the one seed gets the 16 in the NCAA tournament in basketball, and the eight gets the nine. Why does the one get the 16 and the eight get the nine? Because the one earned an easier draw. Why is that such a, uh, why was that such a bad thing? I, I never understood that. It made me laugh just sitting there talking about it for days. People so mad that, why do people think our, our draw is easy? In fact, if you look at this metric, if you look at strength of schedule minus conference games plus this, it's actually harder. Stop. You got an easy draw because you earned it. It's fine. It's fine. You earned an easier draw. And anyway, 
That's like last summer content right there. It was bizarre. Jason says, I have always thought State would struggle, get hot at the end, and maybe have to win in Hoover. Just nothing you can do with already replacing your starting rotation. Oh, and then losing two projected starters. Uh, Hey, Jason, remember, there was some person that um, you can hear on a daily basis on statewide radio in Mississippi who also uh, does a live stream a couple nights a week and also uh, tweets a lot, as my wife, or as his wife would tell you, uh, that going into the season, talked about how if you're expecting to repeat as national champions, you should pump the brakes a little bit because you did lose a lot from last year's team, and expecting them to just pick right up where they left off is probably an exercise in futility. And then that same person, after you lose your Friday night ace, who is an elite-level pitcher, and your best bullpen arm, said, maybe alter your expectations for the season a little bit because overcoming that's probably really hard to do. Somebody said that. I wonder who who that person was, and, and that that person is me. It was me. Sometimes your teams are not going to be as good as the best team your school has ever had, and that's okay. Um, expect it, I don't know, anyway. But it, what they were up against is really hard to overcome, and they're struggling to overcome it. It doesn't mean Lamona stinks. It doesn't mean Scott Foxhall stinks. It doesn't mean Gotro stinks. It doesn't mean they've lost their edge. It doesn't mean anything other than this year. They've dealt with some stuff, and it's hard to overcome it. Missing the tournament is bad if that happens. That's bad. I, I won't try to tell you that oh, everything's all good if you miss the tournament. Going from title to missing a field of 64 event is objectively bad. but. Somebody saw this coming, and you know there's somebody willing to be honest with you guys around here. Cherish him. Like his videos and subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow him on Twitter. Madison Rebels says, a lot of apathy setting in today at Swayze. We left in the fifth inning. Ole Miss looks flat and disinterested. And here's the thing, Madison Reb. Here's the thing about that. I would have argued against you had they not said it themselves. I would have argued against you had they not said it themselves. I really would have. Because that's the first thing people go to. And we talked about this after the Tennessee series because this is when the quotes came out. But people often equate like striking out or or having a bad day at the plate or in basketball not shooting well with poor effort or not being in it or disinterested or whatever. So, like, if your team shoots 25% from three, you go to the message boards and the fans are like, oh, they didn't even care to be there tonight. No, they did. They just shot poorly. And when you shoot poorly, it looks like you're not trying. When you strike out, it looks like you're not trying. I would have argued with you. But they themselves have said three different players talked about mentality going into a game and how it wasn't good enough and the energy wasn't there. And that was when they were playing the number five team in the country. I would have argued against you. Now I won't. I It wasn't an argument, I suppose. It was more just like a, a, a very light back and forth that we had on the radio show where I said, I, I can't argue against people when they say this team is mentally weak. I, I can't argue against that. Why? Because they said it themselves. They told you they were. Their words told you they were. Is that something that can be fixed? Absolutely it can. 
But when somebody texts our radio show and says they're mentally weak, I can't argue. I can't tell them they're wrong because they said it. They said it. So so how can I sit here and tell you that's not true? That they're, they're totally engaged and locked in. That they're just not playing well, and that's what it looks like when they themselves have said that they were flat, that they play flat. I can't argue with you. It's something that internally they've got to figure out. Jason, I agree with you. I don't want to hear a word about Lamonis on a hot seat from anyone, even without the national title. This season went with the two injuries. Do you think the committee sends Ole Miss or Mississippi State to Southern Miss if they host? I would bank on that. I would bank on that. Absolutely. I, I would bet on that. They, they, for some reason, the NCAA baseball committee, and it's travel-related, they don't want to pay travel expenses for a tournament that doesn't really make them any money. But for some reason, these regional hosts will get teams that are close by to them. And it sucks because you've likely played those teams already. And you'll see it, though. Watch. It'll happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Johan, I don't know right now. I don't know right now if State's a tournament. They've, they've got to get some winning done now. And then, you know, they've got Auburn this weekend, and Auburn's good. They've got to turn it around quick if they're going to make it. They have to play differently. JP says, well put, Bork. Winning is hard. A lot of luck needed, too. I still wouldn't bet against State to make a run. <laughs> it's hard. with Without prior knowledge, it would be really hard to think that they're going to make a run, but you've seen it time and time again. So, right now, I think, quite frankly, they're just they're lacking too much. They're they're lacking too much. They're lacking too much in the mound. They don't have starting pitching that's good enough. They don't have bullpen depth that's good enough. That they are struggling at the plate in terms of clutch at bats. Now, again, those are things that can get better. We've seen it happen before, but right now, it's kind of bleak at the moment. How big is the Ole Miss and State series for both teams? Mississippi State could get their mojo back at the right time, and Ole Miss could get theirs back and get the monkey off their back. Four games in a row versus each other. It's big. It's really big. Um, Who would it be bigger for? Who would it be bigger for? I think it's bigger for Ole Miss this year because, like you said, the, the, the monkey off their back. Because Mississippi State absolutely flat out freaking owns you and this is the worst state team you've seen in the last few years, right? I mean, I think that's objectively true. I don't think you can really argue there that coming into next weekend, I know we're jumping the gun, like, you know, state could play well this weekend against Auburn, and now we're having a different conversation. But uh, this is the the worst state team in a few years. I mean, since 2018, right? And that was an Omaha team. But they were dealing with some stuff early. But either way, um, Creating some of the angst is the fact that Mississippi State, like I said earlier, absolutely freaking owns Ole Miss. Owns them. Owns them. At some point, at some point, that becomes an issue. It's not just not going to Omaha. It's You're not going to Omaha. They're going to Omaha, and they own you during the regular season. That to some people, is a sticking point, for sure. 
Ramsey says fans will say anything. I saw earlier on Twitter a fan said Vitello makes $1.5 million at Tennessee. Someone said offer him three at the end of the year and make him say no. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 no. Nope. And, you know, I, I know Keith Carter is, uh, has lost some favor among the fans with the Kermit Davis contract and stuff. And, and um, I know Keith Carter is smarter than that. Giving a baseball coach $3 million a year would be a very stupid financial decision. Sorry, it, it would be a very stupid financial decision. That's what your basketball coach makes, and that program actually makes money. It would be a very dumb financial decision. I mean, you try, right? You try, and you say, hey, we've got more facilities, more, you know, we'll give you more money, whatever. You say all those things to him, but not three. You don't double his salary for a non-revenue sport. No, no, that's crazy. Jason says, State's not as far away as it looks. The bullpen has been the main problem lately. That's one of the things that looks hopeless until it doesn't. It, you know, I, I agree with you, but how many weeks are we going to say that? But uh, clutch hitting, I think, is an even bigger problem than the bullpen. Uh, they, they get guys on base all the time. All the time. And what happens? Nothing. They are the well, one of the worst clutch hitting teams I've ever seen right now, as of right now. That can change, but that, to me, is even a bigger problem than the bullpen. They're not scoring runs. It's it's bleak right now, all across the board. Does Tennessee come back to down to earth this season? Uh, I thought it was that coming back down to earth was happening this weekend. Uh, bat controversy happens. It, it gets out that one of their bats was definitely altered. And then suddenly they struggle with Missouri, and then they just still mash. What they won eight to three, eleven to four, four to three. Yeah, maybe this weekend was them coming back down to earth some. What they've got Alabama in Knoxville next weekend. Florida, they're better than Auburn. Will be a fun series, I suppose. Their schedule is pretty light, and they go to Starkville at the end of the year. I, I expect them to. I mean, they're they're not. I don't think they're breaking the SEC wins record. I think they are going to start coming down, back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, see, Pirate pitching was not the problem for State Friday and Saturday. They, they can't score runs right now. They can't score runs. Clutch hitting is, is a huge issue for them right now. How did Ole Miss look in the scrimmage? I have no idea. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. I haven't read about it. I haven't talked to anybody about it. I was watching the Masters. Um, yeah, I was watching the Masters, watching a little bit of baseball yesterday, today, you know, church, Masters, all that. I haven't talked to anybody about the scrimmage. I'll uh, I'll ask, though, but I have no idea. <laughs> Not the slightest clue how they looked. Um, I'm excited for the spring games, though. I really am. Um, I think there's a few things that we can learn in them, just a few not much can be taken away from this kind of stuff. And and as I understand it, State's not doing a whole lot of like real game in the spring game. But there's some things that we can actually watch and take away from them. Big Dog says, the bullpen for State is not the problem. The pitching was good enough to win the series. Hitting lazy pop flies and being one for 15 with runners in scoring position Saturday is not going to win many games. 
Ramsey says, who do you start on Thursday, Friday, Saturday against South Carolina? Elliot Diamond Gaddis is my point. Uh, does it get to a point where you consider giving Brandon Johnson a start, even though he's giving up a three-run homer and a loss to Southern and Saturday to Bama? Um, I would have run the three guys out there that gave you a series win, uh, all three of which had really good starts last weekend against Kentucky. That's what I would have done, but I'm not a million-dollar-a-year baseball coach or 970000 whatever it is. Um, it, you know, it's easy to question things in hindsight, but in real time, I did it too, and I did it on Thursday's radio show. So I, I think it's not hindsight when I kind of expected it to go down like this. I understand what they're saying with the matchup stuff. I, I understand what they're saying with they're just going to pitch to matchups. They don't have starters anymore. They're going to take it a game at a time, all that. Taking it one game at a time, though, to me, is something that you say, coach, that's what you say in coach speak. Uh, taking it one game at a time is an interesting strategy when you've got a game the next day and the day after as well. You finally, for the first time in a season, got three starts that were good. Three starts that were good. And you had a series win over a Kentucky team that can hit a little bit. And what do you do? You pitch two guys that started on the weekend on Friday night in a loss. And then for the rest of the weekend, you're kind of scrambling. I, I, I thought it was bizarre when it was announced. I talked about it on the radio. The receipts are there. And I still think it's bizarre. And the explanation, uh, while thorough, is just, uh, it's too complex for my feeble little media mind. You know, it's it's just too hard for people like me to, to grasp the concept of just doing away with having weekend starters on, on any consistent level, um, even though they show you that they're pretty capable of being pretty good. It's too, uh, that's tough for me to figure out, apparently. So I don't understand it, but again, I don't get paid a million dollars. It's uh, it's up for the people that get paid a million dollars to figure out, and and maybe they will. We uh, we shall see if they end up doing that. Does Ole Miss make the tournament? I think they will. I do. I mean, their RPI is really going to help them. I do. Yeah, I do. But uh, something's got to give. But I mean, both Ole Miss and State have got to start playing better because they are more talented than they've shown this season. Ole Miss especially, offensively, they're way – because that, that's what I keep going back to when I'm talking about Ole Miss and like that guy earlier that said, oh, there's really good teams in the SEC this year. You're supposed to be one. You were supposed to be one, and you're not. Why are you not? Because there weren't any question marks in the lineup, and the lineup can't hit. Why not? These are a bunch of guys that produced in the SEC a year ago. Why are they not producing now? Why is it April 10th and you still, well, never mind. No, it's the matchup thing. Um, it's the fact that they, they have chosen to go to that shows what their pitching situation is in terms of starts anyway. It's a mess. I think they will, though. But, yeah. Brian says, Scott Berry tied Corky Palmer today for the second most wins all time at Southern Miss. 
He is 10 wins behind Hill Denson for most. Coach Barry got a little emotional when asked about it post game. Thanks for the tip, because we'll ask him about that tomorrow, too, on the show. Chris Jane's making moves in the portal. What is Kermit the Frog up to? Uh, making fewer. Making fewer. Um, Let's not talk basketball tonight. But you're right. Chris James, that that's his bread and butter, man. I mean, that, that's how he built rosters at New Mexico State, and, and that is how you're going to be successful in modern college basketball uh, is you're going to build through the portal. I mean, look at Arkansas's run and look at where those guys came from. That is how you're going to be successful. That is how you're going to be successful. Um, there's a few, what, 1,200 kids or whatever in the portal. Roster building that way is the future, especially in basketball. And I loved his answer when he said, I'm not here to build a program. I thought that was fascinating because that's what it used to always be. Build the program, the program, the program, the process, or whatever, the program. That's all anybody would talk about. He said, no, I build a team every year. I'm not building a program. I'm building a team every year. That is modern college basketball. And you state fans should be encouraged that he's got that mindset because that that will lead to wins, not building a program, as they say, because apparently there's no A in the word program. Pirate, you might just get your wish on that, man. Ramsey says, have you ever seen a team lose a college baseball game who has six, who has hit six homers in one game? Ole Miss. My mind can't grasp that. Six home runs. Six, three from one guy. Six home runs in a game, and you lose that game on a Saturday at home. I saw this coming. I, I kind of danced around it. I shouldn't have because I kind of saw this coming after the first couple of weeks. Maybe we'll have better days ahead, guys. Maybe things will get better. Hopefully they get better. I'm not totally convinced that they will, but I hope that they will. And hope counts for something, as I've been told before. So, shout out Scotty Scheffler, by the way. That was really cool. World number one, coming out of nowhere. That quote, man. I'm really impressed by by him and, and his stoic nature. I mean, Rory knocks in that uh, that bunker shot on 18 to get it kind of dicey, and then he goes out and just hits perfect shot and perfect putt until the 18th hole, in which he vomited all over himself. But in the meantime, he was uh, he was incredible. So that was a great weekend, as always in Augusta. I love that place to death, man. I love the Masters. It's my favorite event of the year. Um, I try my best to not miss a shot, man. I, I love it so much. I plant azaleas in my yard just to make me, just to remind me of the Masters. I'm not kidding. So uh, that was a good weekend. That was a good weekend. Rip Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, what a just brutal story, man. Uh, and then who what was it? Gil Brandt that went on. Yeah, that went on NFL radio and said some of the dumbest things you've ever heard in your life. Uh, I mean, the, the day you find out, and I know he's an older man, and maybe they, 
And sometimes you know how that goes with with older people and, and they they lose their filters and stuff. I'm not excusing it. I'm just, you know, maybe that should be his last interview on any platform after saying what was said about Dwayne Haskins. That was reprehensible. But man, this is tragic. I remember watching him in college. <laughs> And it seemed like he was getting his, his second and better shot in the NFL. And just awful, man. Just uh, just awful. Just a couple more weeks until the draft. We got a lot. I, I'll be live draft night, probably just watching the draft with you guys. That's um, That's the tentative plan anyway. I'll just be live on draft night. Just because why not? And... Um, Johan says, I wasn't surprised by the state LSU series. Tigers own that series big, but Ole Miss losing to Bama really surprises me. Uh, losing, not so much. Getting swept at home, that surprises me. But that's kind of where things are right now. Uh, these are two teams playing bad baseball. That's what it is. What's the deal with Kiffin in the prom picture? Kind of a weird look. I assume that... They, I mean, here's the thing, man. I I saw a lot of that, and I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm not gonna come at you or anything like that. But um, if you live down the street from a celebrity, basically, and in a small SEC town, the head football coach is a celebrity. You bug him for a picture on prom night. I, I don't know. I, I saw I saw a lot of. Um, I saw a lot of really nasty comments and stuff about that. I mean, people implicating that... I'm not even going to say it, actually. I'm not even going to say it. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, taking pictures at the football coach's house, is uh, that, that would be pretty cool. I grew up with Kevin Garnett down the street. Or Kevin Garnett's mom down the street. And we bugged the crap out of her. So, anyway. Hey, Coach, can we take our prom pictures at your pool? Hey, guys, we got to go take pictures at Lane Kiffin's house. That's how stuff like that happens. Put yourself in the mind of a 16-year-old boy. I would have loved to have taken my prom pictures at the football coach's house when I was 16. It's probably all that there was to it, if I had to guess. Occam's razor and and whatnot. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, and being a part. Don't forget to like the video and all of that good stuff. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe, all that, and uh, I'll be back with you guys on Thursday night. I will not be with you Wednesday night because the Pelicans playing game is Wednesday night. So Thursday night, I'll be back with you then. In the meantime, y'all be good. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you again soon. Talk Mississippi Media Production.